Hello, Ned here. Just a couple quick notes about the episode. First, we recorded this one right after the last episode, so we still have some of those audio issues, unfortunately. Not too bad, though. You can still understand everything, I think. Second, uh, we ran out of recording time a bit sooner than we were thinking, so it's a bit of a shorter one than usual, but we're pretty happy with the direction things are going. We're excited to see where it all leads to, so we hope you enjoy On With The Show. Previously on Imptab Avatar... Having finally arrived in the foggy swamp, Jetsun and Amar met up with Kiyumi, a young swampbender girl who is slated to become the shaman of her tribe someday. She led them back to the swampbender tribe where Zaya had been picked up by some of the swampbenders and was in recovery in the hut of Rui Pan, the current shaman of the swampbenders, and his delightful wife, Mama Millie who woke Zaya up and introduced her to Kiyumi with the idea that maybe Kiyumi can teach Zaya how to do some swamp bending techniques. Jetsun hung around with Mama Millie and Rui Pan for a bit and then went up to get a higher vantage point while Zaya and Amar went to do some training with Kiyumi. Zaya learned how to do the water whip technique and do a bit of plant bending herself, in exchange for which Zaya introduced Kiyumi to ice for the first time. She had never seen it because it never gets cold in the foggy swamp. And Amar and Zaya discovered that Kiyumi, while she believes strongly in the importance of becoming the shaman of her people, is also kind of conflicted because she wants to explore more of the world and she wants to have some fun and let loose a little bit. And so they decided that they were going to team up to go and prank Roken Maruto just the worst. Just the absolute most detestable, damp person who ever did walk the face of the Four Nations. Odious is the word. So nasty. Odious indeed. I mean, I think he's got a nice smile. (laughs) And so Zaya and Amar went to find Jetsun so they could prepare to go and prank Roken. And on the way, Amar gave Zaya the waterbending scroll that he picked up in Bossing Say. And with this kind of emotional moment that they are having, they're going to find Jetsun. And that's where we're going to pick up. What has Jetsun been doing this whole time? And what is going to happen when we finally confront Roken Maruto and his posse? Let's find out here in the world of Avatar Legends. What's shaking, everybody? You're listening to ImpTab Avatar 10,000 Things, the Avatar Legends actual play where we make up almost everything on the spot. I'm Ned Wilcock, your host and GM, and today I'm joined by... Caleb Anderton. Guys, I still like spicy food. It's great. <laughs> McKenna Steele. Guys, I'm craving chocolate. Lots of chocolate. Surprising nobody. And Christian Randall. That's my name. <laughs> That's I don't know it. what else you want. <laughs> well, before we get into the story, there's a little bit of sort of mechanical bookkeeping I want to go over. Zaya, with new techniques coming in left and right... First of all, the water whip technique that you learned from Kiyumi. This typically is just a regular water bending technique, but this is how we're introducing the idea that you are learning plant bending. This is a defended maneuver technique. The way it works is you lash out with a tendril of water and you mark one fatigue to inflict a condition or two fatigue your choice. So it's like an offensive defense move? Yeah, it's really interesting. Like it's defend and maneuver. So what's really cool to me about this is like if you get two defend and maneuver techniques, then you can have your opportunity to do something a bit more defensive, but you can still get that strike in during the same turn, which is pretty fun. That's really cool. Actually, I like that. 
And now with this water bending scroll, the way that we're going to work this out is you can, on your own time, take a look at that list of water bending techniques, and you can choose three of these techniques that you'll have the opportunity to learn from this scroll over the course of this adventure. And one of those techniques can be a rare technique. <laughs> what? Yeah. So it, as you're looking through that list, you'll see some of them have a little asterisk next to the name of the technique. Those are rare techniques. Typically, you can only learn those from very advanced teachers, but you can choose any one of those rare techniques as part of the three techniques you can learn from this scroll. <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah. So when Zai is ready to make use of this scroll, then you can start learning some cool new techniques here. I'm excited. But for now, as you guys are heading to meet up with Jetsun, Christian, you said that Jetsun was going to find himself kind of a high vantage point. What has Jetsun been doing during this training session? He's mostly been observing the group down below, watching them bend and practice. Um, he's also been fiddling with the fog, the mist in the air. He enjoys airbending when he can do that kind of stuff. And he's also been thinking about the state of the group. As the squad leader, the pillar, when the group is out of balance the way it is, he is out of balance. He's trying to figure out how to get his group back together. So I'm basically just going to try and meditate and see if I can come to any realizations. I will also take a moment to hold a little private tea ceremony for myself and remember Monk Jasin. I'm just going to recall my old master. Mm-hmm. And so you're up here meditating, thinking back on the good old times, one from down below in the swamp. Jetsun, what the heck are you doing up there? I'm drinking tea. It's very good tea. Uh, I see you have been learning some new bending techniques. It's very exciting. Um, would you all be okay, just for a quick moment, if we had a meeting, if that's too formal, a powwow, a gathering... A conversation? I don't know what you young kids are saying these days. Yeah, we can we can do that. Soon you're being really weird. More than usual? <laughs> um, would you all join me up here on this platform? It's a beautiful view of the, the swamp from up here. I'll climb up. I'll just follow right behind. I will go ahead and pour two more cups of tea. Here you are, Amar, Zaya. We... We are knowledge seekers, and we are a team. You remember not too long ago, Amar, I hope, uh, when you got your uniform, I explained the, th the three clasps and their significance. Knowledge, wisdom, and action. Over these last few days, we have collectively come across some difficult knowledge, and it has affected our group. I'm hoping we can work together to gain some wisdom from that and move forward acting accordingly that we can hopefully accomplish what we all set out to do together. I know things are hard right now. If we go forward now, I just worry. I worry we'll fail if we act without wisdom. That's really all I planned while I was sitting up here in this tree. I'm hoping you say something that can help me figure out what to do next. Amar had shoved a lot of that stuff out of his mind temporarily, and with being forced to confront it again, uh, some of that anger begins to rise up again. I am still, I've marked angry as one of my conditions. As you speak, Jetsun, you see Amar's knuckles go white, 
as he clutches this teacup that you've given him in his hands, starts to shake a little bit, and then you see the teacup shatter. I'm sorry, was that yours? You, you probably brought that from the library, right? Yes, it, it was my favorite cup, but now it doesn't exist, so it doesn't matter. What matters is what is here, and that is us and you. I think the issue is these are not small problems. These are not things that can be easily fixed. I mean, when we first met you, Amar, we, you had stolen something from the library, but that can be fixed. It can be returned. Things can be remedied. The situations we are in now, I'm not exactly sure what's going on with Zaya. If you feel like sharing, obviously something's going on. You have reverted back to a lot of your old habits from when you first arrived at the library. And then what's going on with Amar and I, I mean, that's that's not something that can just be fixed. Amar takes a deep breath and says, Jetsun, I, I tried to push things away, but I have been thinking a lot about everything that has come up lately. And Jetsun, I know firsthand what it is like to be a different person. Sometimes from one day to another. I know firsthand what it is like to try to right the wrongs that you have done. And I can tell you that I see that you have been doing that. And you have been doing it for a very long time. Much longer than I have. I know this is a difficult thing for everyone involved. But I want you to know that if I can look at you and see that you are able to forgive me for what I have done in so short a time, then I can forgive you for something that happened so long ago. And I'll extend my hand and put it on his shoulder. And I'll say thank you for your forgiveness. And please accept mine. Jetsun kind of flinches back a little bit from your hand when you offer the forgiveness. And his eyes grow watery. I lied. I don't know why I did. I, I, I have about that story every time I've ever told it. I told you that none, none of the airbenders died during that incident. But one did. A very good friend of mine, someone I counted as a brother. His name was Jasin, fellow monk. Since him, there's been other people I've had close in my life. Lobsang, obviously a good friend, but more a student, a lifelong student than anything. I haven't had a real friend like Jasin since that day. I, I feel I have found one in you. And he reaches up and he, he places his old bony hand on top of your hand that is resting on his shoulder and kind of gives it a little squeeze. Thank you, friend. Thank you, friend. And I'm going to clear my angry condition because one of the ways it says to clear the angry condition, you can do it by breaking something important. There you go. Well done. Sneaky, sneaky. I didn't even realize that. Yeah, that's the power of putting the narrative first. I would like to just keep my hand on Amar's hand and just slowly turn my head to look over at Zaya and raise my eyebrows. <laughs> I've not been paying any attention. Not McKenna, but Zaya. Not McKenna, but Zaya. Let me clarify. Because <laughs> really, it could, it could go either way sometimes. <laughs> Zaya, we are a team. I know. Something is obviously affecting you. I don't know what either you or Amar saw exactly in your visions. Amar and I seem to have seen something very similar. Um, did you see an old man with sideburns? That's my grandpa. Yeah, did you see his grandfather? Did it upset you? <laughs> and then a, a very, like, worried look crosses Jetsun's face. 
Do you not like old people? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I did I didn't see Amar's grandfather, but he sounds lovely. Um, no, I had some other stuff come up. I just, I, but it's nothing to worry about. It's just for me to work through. But um, I'm very proud of you both for working through that. I know that took a lot for both of you. I'm very, very proud of you both. I'll reach out my other hand and put it on Zaya's shoulder. And look into her eyes and I'll say, you know you don't have to do this alone. Not wanting to be left out, I'll take my other hand <laughs> and I'll put it on Zaya's shoulder too, because then we're a triangle. At this point, you hear a giant splash from down in the swamp, and you see one of the swamp benders has been going a little bit too fast on his boat and has just gone flying end over end through the air, and a bunch of the other swamp benders are laughing at him. Oh no, Zaya, just tell me this Is this going to affect our team? Is this going to affect the mission? I know, no. All right. Don't think you're off the hook, but we have to go help that man, obviously. I will quickly clean up the tea set and head down. In fact, I'm going to whip out my air glider and I'm going to glide down. Ooh, roll to rely on your skills and training. (laughs) That's a six. Yep, you pull out your glider and you're like, yes, it is time. I have forgiven myself. Look at this. And you go to extend the wings and they uh, don't come out like you were hoping they might. Maybe you're still a little bit blocked, and uh, you start falling down towards the swamp. Oh, bother. <laughs> As I'm falling, I'm going to like turn over towards the guy who just crashed, and I'm going to say, Are you okay? <laughs> and splash into the water myself. Yeah, you pull yourself up out of the water, and you turn and look at this guy, and he looks back at you, and you notice he's got what appears to be like a little leech hanging off of his nose. <laughs> I hate leeches. Um, here, friend, let me help you. And I'll come over and I'll, I'll, I'll brush him off and I'm going to just like grab the leech and pull it off of his nose. And he sees and he's like, well, that's strange. Elbow leeches usually slatch onto the elbow, not the nose. This one must be a surprisingly enterprising leech. I look at my elbows. <laughs> uh, roll a luck check. Oh, no. <laughs> Eight. You have minus two. That's pushing your luck. Oh. Is it pushing my luck? Uh, you know, just for fun, why not? Okay, then yes. <laughs> minus two to luck. Uh, you look down and there's a little leech on your elbow. Oh, you little woozy. And I kind of like put my hand out to steady myself on this new swamp bender I've run into. And he reaches out and he grabs the leech and pulls it off and says, Nah, nah, don't you worry. Now it's just taking a little bit of your blood. You'll be right as right. Oh, what, what is your name, friend? My name's Fred. <laughs> Hello, Fred. Pleasure to meet you. Um, we're relatively new in town. We're about to go meet up with Kumi and uh, help her out with a bit of a problem. Oh, interesting. Yeah, you're new. What are you doing in my swamp? <laughs> Ned, you're my best friend. Thank you. Well, actually, I was actually hoping to ask you, what should I do in your swamp? And I would like to use my new technique. Ah, uh, yes. Otter penguins, unagi, and hot springs. Yes. Go ahead and read this for us again. This is the first time we've used it in the game. When you visit a new inhabited location you might know about, roll with harmony. On a 7 to 9, ask one of the following questions. On a 10 plus, ask two. PCs who interact with one of the answers clear one fatigue or mark growth. Whoa! So I would like to ask Fred some questions if I can. Let's see if I can roll high enough. Indeed. That's a 12. Very nice. So you get two of them. Charge your dice. All about rolling with harmony. Um, I would like to first say, we've heard about this odious cankerous, <laughs> maleficent, horrible... Calloused. Cantankerous. Uh, thank you. Thank you. 
Anyway, we've heard about this guy. I'm hoping to l- learn a little bit more about the location. Uh, what interesting locations are nearby? Oh, well, the most interesting location here in the swamp is obviously the Banyan Grove tree at the very center. And he points off in the distance and the camera zooms in. And you can even see it from this distance, just that massive tree that you could even see kind of peering over the tops of the fog as you were approaching the foggy swamp. That's the spiritual center of the entire swamp, the place where all the spiritual energies collide. It's beautiful and very large. Since it's so interesting and large, I was wondering, is there an interesting local legend about this place? Maybe attached to that or something? Oh, of course. You go to the Banning Grove tree and you can get a little bit more control over those visions, hopefully. You know, you walk out into the swamp and you get caught in the fog and next thing you know, you're hallucinating even though you ain't been eating no weird mushrooms or anything. (laughs) And sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. But if you go to the Banning Grove tree and you really pay attention to it, bring some of the elders with you who've got some more experience, then you can maybe move those visions in a bit more of a profitable direction for you. Thank you. Jeff, it was it? Fred. Oh, Fred, sorry. I, <laughs> I knew a Jeff, and you looked very much like him. Oh, yeah, Jeff's my twin. And he points with his thumb over his shoulder, and you see another guy who looks exactly like him <laughs> on a different swamp skiff. Just wearing a hat. <laughs> mm-hmm. Of course, of course. Hello, hello. Yes, we met earlier. Well, thank you. Uh, we will probably have to go ahead and stop by that tree at some point. Is that where the big... Horrible, sweaty, disgusting man is. He tried to get close to it, but uh, the swamp repelled him from what Kiyomi says. Wouldn't let him get too close. So he's kind of on the outskirts of the inner Banyan Grove area. Well, you've been incredibly informative and helpful. We'll leave you to it. Uh, Boat safely. Of course. And he gets on the boat and starts windmilling his arms as fast as he possibly can. And just like zero to 60 in five seconds goes shooting off into the distance. Doesn't look very safe. (laughs) Man, Zaya, I was just watching that. Imagine what could happen if I kind of altered Fifi a little bit so she could go on the water. That would be really fun. Yeah, that'd be so cool. I might have to change her name. Skifi, maybe. <laughs> um, Ned. Yes? May I use the time in the tree with my companions to guide and comfort them? You may. Go ahead and roll once for each of your friends. I'm specifically trying to use my squad leader ability, Empathetic. Ah, yes. You said I could do that twice? Yep, you can roll that twice. If it succeeds both times, then you can earn one team for each of those. Wunderbar. That's a seven. All right. Is this for Amar or Zaya? This would be for Zaya first. Okay. So on a partial success, you still get sort of the main effect, but you don't get to shift their balance. You only get that on a 10 plus. So she still gets to choose whether she embraces your guidance and comfort or shuts you down. Um, I don't think we've done this yet. You're going to shut me down? I'm going to shut you down. Do it. Okay, so you give me a condition and I shift your balance. How do you think Jetsun is feeling based on the fact that he's been shut down for the first time? Jetsun is probably feeling insecure because he feels like he's normally pretty good at this kind of stuff. But in response, he's going to shift her balance. Interesting. Between forgiveness and action, it's tough because... I'm going to shift it away from forgiveness and towards action because she's not wanting to talk about it. She's just wanting to move forward and get going. So one more towards action. All right. So Zaya's getting pretty close to the edge of the track there. Jetsun, you do not get to mark one team for that guide and comfort, but you do get to roll for Amar as well. That's a nine. Another partial success. So Amar, would you like to accept or shut down? I will accept that. All right, so you can clear yourself of one condition or two fatigue. 
Jetsune, you gain one team. And then, Jetsune, you may ask him one question that he must answer honestly. Do you think this waterbender guy really is all that bad? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I mean, you knew the guy, right? Do you remember anything? Does he... Maybe he had a really good sense of humor. Amar, <laughs> do you want to try and unearth something from your memory? <laughs> Why not? I'll do it. Okay, so you can go ahead and roll with focus to attempt to unearth that memory. All right. Charged dice. Hey, that's a 13. Oh, yeah. My boy, that's amazing. So you receive the spark of insight with no downsides, and you just, you try and think of a redeeming quality of Roken. You think, you think, you oh, think. no! <laughs> you, you remember being in that grate with Taya, and after that conversation, hearing the squeaking of him moving through the vents towards you. <laughs> And that completely blocks out any possible memory of trying to remember something pleasant about this guy. I mean, he's really sweaty. Um, I think I remember him doing some cool stuff with that sweat. I mean, he could make weapons with them. And I think one time he like slid a key up his sleeve and it was really easy because he was so lubricated. Okay, yeah, this guy sounds pretty awful. He's pretty gross. That settles it. We're going to have to go, uh, boy, how do we handle this best? How do we take down someone like that? So we actually had a conversation with Kiyumi. It's kind of her job as the shaman in training, and we thought we could, you know, give her a chance to practice her bending, maybe, um, see... I mean, obviously this guy is terrible, so we don't have to feel bad about pulling pranks on him. She wanted to practice some pranks and see what that might do. You know, we thought we would encourage that. She, She's really sheltered. She needs to live outside the box for a minute. It's soon. She's never been out of the foggy swamp. She wants to be old and wise. Well, that's a worthy goal. <laughs> that's a very worthy goal. Hmm. Rank, you say? Well, I'm not normally a fan of such things, but I will say, my recent run-in with Gyatso has reminded me of my younger days. Perhaps there is a thing or two I still have up my sleeve. Let's go find Kiyumi and see what we can work out. Alright, as you approach Kiyumi, uh, McKenna, let's have you roll just a little luck check for Kiyumi to see how well she's picking up on the ice. Ten. Yeah, you get over there and you see she's like moving water up onto the tree and freezing it in little patterns. Like she's kind of painting on the side of the tree with the ice almost. Are we sure she's not the next avatar? Holy cow, she's so good. Wow, I see you've been practicing. And very quickly, she kind of jumps and she melts all the ice off the tree. You just barely caught a glimpse of it and you could see it was an illustration of her plant bending vines to trip Roken into the swamp. <laughs> I love her. So, we got someone on board. Are you feeling ready to go pull a nice little prank? I'm very excited, but a little bit nervous too. I've never pulled a prank before. That's all right. You're with professionals. That's right. I think we can do this. There are a few things we need to consider. Number one, this uh, large sweaty man may also have a very talented and powerful earthbender with him. We chased a woman out of Ba Sing Se and we think she may have fled here. Well, she doesn't look like an earthbender to me. You've seen her? Oh yeah, so over there in his little area that he set up, he put together kind of this ramshackle cabana kind of place. And it's him, this woman that he keeps calling Babe over and over again. A little guy who's, I think it's his brother, 
and then a girl who's the friend of the girlfriend but hates the little brother. The brother definitely has a crush on the friend, but she's not having any of it. And then there's two other kind of random little thugs that are hanging around guarding the place. You have done amazing research. Yeah, there's a lot of drama going on over there. It's kind of exciting, actually. With how long you've been over there, do you happen to know, like, the full layout? Yeah, I've been scoping it out quite a bit. They've got their little sort of central hut area that he keeps talking about how proud he is of, but it's really not that well made. I mean, you look at what we've done over here, it's pretty good construction. To call that a cabana would be an insult to all of the stuff that we've done here in the Foggy Swamp. <laughs> so they've got this structure, some really kind of rickety, janky stilts that they've built everything on, trying to build himself a little boat and trying to putter himself around on it. And then there's kind of this little place off to the side where the guards live. So it's not a very sophisticated sort of place. It's in a smaller clearing than what we got here, still kind of surrounded on all sides by trees and vines and whatnot. Interesting. Well, this woman we chased away would have only showed up very, very recently. So has anyone shown up within the past couple of days, or has, has this been around for a while? Uh, nobody showed up recently, and the guy seems to enjoy it. He seems to enjoy the fact that he's in a place where nobody seems to be able to find him. Mm, maybe she didn't run here. I don't think she did. Well, all the same, we need to find out what he knows. It sounds like there's a bit of a relationship drama going on there. Maybe we can use that to prank. I I, I will admit to being a little bit out of practice. Back when I would pull pranks, and I mean way back, we would drop pies on people's heads. We would airbend a cloth to fold around someone's eyes so they'd stumble around for a moment. Maybe we weren't very good at pranking now that I think about it. I mean, that pie, that's pretty good. You like my pies? Yes, and it makes a good prank too, but let me make sure I have this straight. Our goal is to get information. Kiyumi, your goal is to get him out of this swamp, right? Just get him away. Yeah, he's doing weird stuff to the sort of spiritual energies flowing around. That's really bad. Yeah, he's kind of causing some sort of blockage in the banyan grove tree, and we gotta get him out if we want things to be able to flow naturally like they're supposed to. Okay. Is there a way we could combine those two goals? Well, I'm thinking if we just grab him and take him out of the swamp, bring him back to the library for questioning, then he's not here anymore. And I would say we have a decent relationship with the king of Ba Sing Se. We could probably use his prisons if need be. And go back to Ba Sing Se. Oh. Too soon, man. Yeah, you're right. Well... At that point, he becomes our problem, and he's out of the foggy swamp, which is really the big goal. I mean, I'm all down for kidnapping bad guys. We just gotta make sure that our friend Kiyumi here has a chance to prank him real good a couple times. I think that's a good idea, just causing a couple pranks to kind of get them on edge, and then... The old snatch-and-grab technique? Yeah. Well, he's a waterbender, and there's a lot of water here. Not unless it all gets taken away. Do you two think you could bend all of the water out of an area? Because that would be crazy. Like, amazing. That is a lot of water in there. It's a lot of water. Well, we don't have to necessarily bend it. Are you talking about a really big towel? <laughs> talking about a dam. Watch your language. <laughs> now, here's a thought. We usually don't like to try and build dams around here because we want to keep things flowing, but I know how to turn water into ice temporarily now. A temporary dam. It's not a bad idea. And here's the thing, I'm pretty sure he does not know how to bend plants. Oh, he has no idea how to bend plants. The plants would never listen to a man so incredibly self-centered. 
I could teach some of the other uh, embers of, of the village to bend some eyes. I, I bet I could teach them. That's not a bad idea. Get a whole bunch of us together. We can make a dam. We dry up their little cabana area so that he can't use any water. And then we come in with the plants. Bada bang, bada boom. So let's get a town meeting together. Kind of explain whatever, to everybody what we're hoping to do. Y- you don't think there's any like... I'm just so worried after the time with the dialy. No one here is like a two-time and double-crossing agent or anything is going to go chit-chat with the sweaty guy. Oh, all of us absolutely hate him. Nobody here would even think of having a pleasant conversation with that individual. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, let's get a town meeting together and tell everybody about it. I don't know if we need to go talk to Roy Pine, but he probably needs to be the one to set it up. But I think this is a great plan. I think it's a great plan, too. And none of it could have happened if you hadn't come in and taught us what ice is. Well, it it wouldn't be possible if you weren't so dang good at it. Oh, shucks. Uh, You know, I've just been practicing a lot, you know, trying to be be cool. Um, And she's kind of kicking at the shrubbery and not finishing the statement, but implying pretty heavily trying to be cool like you. Aww. (laughs) And, And you know the best way to get better at it? Uh, teaching everybody else. Do you, do you think maybe you could teach everybody? And she clams up a little bit, just freezes. And after a moment, she's like, uh, I could I could give it a try, I suppose. I'll be right behind you, but I think it's the best way to learn. So you guys approach Rui Pan and Mama Millie and have this little town meeting. Kumi shows all of them the ice. They're all pretty excited about this, very taken aback, but very intrigued by this new state of matter that they've never seen before. And since we already rolled that luck check for her, she got a 10 on that last move to see how well she's learned it. So she's doing pretty good. She's teaching these people how to turn water into ice. You see them starting to like team up to build these big barriers and walls. They're able to map the flow of the water through the swamp. And sure enough, they do manage to drain out just a little area of this clearing here with all of them working together. And Rui Pan comes up to you and says, Well, this is a fine technique you've shared with us. We can use this together, and we get enough of us working on it, we can definitely clear out that little clearing that they've set up in. I'm I'm glad you think it'll work. Yeah, we'll stay back and we'll maintain the dam. The rest of you go in there. You'll be our strike team. You'll actually take care of this just absolutely odiferous, (laughs) disgusting person. (laughs) Just the worst. Well, Yumi was the one that came up with the idea to use the eye, so quite a brilliant little lady you guys got. And she's over there helping some of the others with their ice bending. He looks over and is like, well, look at that. That's leadership right there, in action. Imagine how much more she could learn with meeting all different types of benders and different cultures. He gives you a little bit of an interested side eye, one of his eyebrows raises. Uh, Roll to plead with an NPC. I have minus two on that. A five. He looks at you and he says, Yes, any other types of benders who manage to make it into the swamp, I am sure will be very helpful to her training, just as you have been. (laughs) Well, I'm glad we were able to make it in. Yeah, now let's go take care of this crazy individual. Yeehaw. (laughs) And as our heroes and their new allies go heading off to confront Roken and all of his people that he's got with him down there, I think that's where we're going to pick up next time. Nice. Stuff's about to go down. Mm -hmm. I love how this guy gets more and more disgusting as time it's goes on. It's my favorite shtick <laughs> right now. I like how much he is disliked. <laughs> well, everybody, thanks so much for listening to ImpTab Avatar, and we'll be back next time with more adventures in the world of Avatar Legends. If you want
want more, go ahead and subscribe. Maybe even give us a review. We would be as happy as Fred is just going, whipping through those trees as fast as he possibly can <laughs> if you would give us a review on the podcatcher of your choice. We're also all over social media at Improv Tabletop, so if you'd like to connect with us, you know, maybe you want to talk with Christian about how he managed to make this guy so unpleasant in so many ways, then don't be afraid to reach out. Next up, we've got our next three Sticker Club patrons that we're going to shout out here for everybody. Yeah, yeah. First up this week is James Walker. James is the person who first discovered how to sail a swamp skiff over the surface of the water. The only unfortunate thing about that is when you invent something new like this, it takes a lot of regulation to make it safe. So there's a lot of people crashing around the place and James is working around the clock to try and set up some kind of waterway system so that people aren't just crashing into everything. Well done, James. Next person we're shouting out is Mackenzie Peterson, who is also a very skilled and accomplished ice painter, painting pranks left and right all over the walls of her apartment. Evan is maybe not the happiest about it, but he can't do anything to stop her. Yeah. <laughs> and the final person we're shouting out this week is McKenna Randall. Who that is. Yeah, who I have never once met in real life, in real person. Yeah, it's because it, it's really exhausting to actually change your last name. Oh, you know, I've thought about making Ned my actual legal name, but then I look at the process and I'm like, this is going to be a hassle if I do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we were going to. And we had to change our passports. And change passports. And then Steele is just a cool last name. So I'm the one who should change my last name. Yeah, because think of it, Christian Steele. That's pretty cool. <laughs> That's a fantasy writer name if I ever heard one. Now let's do a round of plugs. Christian Steele, would you like to take that this week? Why, yes, I would. As always, you can check out our backlog of Fate games. These are four mini episodes that span the length of a month and start out crazy and go crazier. Always a mashup of insanity leading to a good old time. We also have our sister podcast, I Cast Fireball, the 5e actual play, following the adventure Tyranny of Dragons, as well as some very well done and interesting homebrew sprinkled in to spice things up. Ned is a fantastic player on that, so if you enjoy him, you will enjoy that. And of course, we have our Patreon, you wonderful, wonderful patrons, the imps out there making our dreams come true. It's incredible to be able to interact with you guys through the Discord, see your guys' responses and theories and being able to interact with you. We did that stream a little while ago for the first time. Mm -hmm. That was super fun. I look forward to seeing more of you again on that one. Just an altogether amazing time. If you aren't a patron yet, we would love to see you. Those who are, we do love to see you. We love to be able to interact with you. Then for a direct plug, I'm going to be plugging oranges. Mm. I don't know if you all ever had them. Uh, they are orange in color, orange in taste, uh, <laughs> orange in smell, and especially orange in feel. So if you um, want to go ahead and have your senses experience orange, go to basically anywhere that sells food. Get yourself an orange. My only request is do not buy an orange that comes pre-peeled and then stored in a little plastic circle. Nature gave it a storage unit. Buy it that way. That's my only request. Agreed. 
Well, everybody, thanks for joining us here in the world of ImpTab Avatar 10,000 Things. I'm Ned Wilcock, your host and GM, and today I've been joined by... Caleb Anderton, playing Amar. McKenna Steele, playing Zaya. And Christian Randall, playing Jetsoon of the Library. Much love and stuff, everybody. We'll catch you next time on Improv Tabletop. And if you want to hear Orange as well, may I recommend the song Oranges by They Might Be Giants. It's a weird one, but I dig it. Absolutely. A weird one, but a good one. They Might Be Giants is a great little band. Mm -hmm. Oranges and graphic design. That is my life. (laughs) 